0: you know what makes me want to cry? The thought of my Instagram account being hacked and losing all of my content, memories, photos, videos, and captions I've poured my heart into over the years and losing access to you guys, my amazing community. The hackers really be wilding out these days and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of scary. I'm sure you guys have seen these scams going around where they screenshot all of your content and paste it onto a profile that looks identical to yours. They just change the handle ever so slightly so that it's barely noticeable that it's not you and then they follow all of your followers and DM them for quote unquote spiritual readings and try to swindle people for money. What I didn't know about those scams is that those accounts aren't fresh, they didn't just create them from zero. They've actually hacked some innocent person's account so that it already has followers and looks more legitimate, and then they transform it to be a carbon copy of a coach or creator's account with all those screenshots of their content. So, whether you use Instagram simply for creating creating and sharing or running your business like me, it is so important to protect your account. This is why I recently got Instagram insurance. I know so crazy. I didn't even know that this was a thing, but it's actually pretty cool. It's really affordable. It starts at around $8 to $10 a month, depending on your account details, and their technology allows your account to be monitored 24-7 for any suspicious attempts or activity. If your account ever did get hacked, they'd be on it before you even realized, working around the clock to retrieve it for you. Not only do you get the peace of mind that your account is ultra-protected by the professionals, but they also are going to pay you for each day that passes that you're unable to access your account as a form of income compensation for us creators that really rely on Instagram to run our businesses. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you guys so you can check it out, answer a few quick questions, and see if you're eligible and instantly see what it would cost for you to insure your account. They've been kind enough to give me an affiliate link, so be sure to use my unique link in the show notes below or at the link in my bio on Instagram as it helps support the podcast. Go to notch.insure.com. I-N-S-U-R-E slash S-S, or just click the link in the show notes below. Stop being paranoid about losing your account and just get it protected. Let's lock it down, girlies. You're welcome. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. We've got another bonus episode for you this week, and I'm excited for this one because we're doing a Q&A. So I left a question box on my Instagram stories, and I'm answering some of your questions here on the podcast today. So we're going to get into some topics around money, manifestation, moving, the importance of your environment, financial mindsets, sharing money with a partner, so many different things. So you're going to want to stick around. And then as always, I'm going to give you some general life updates, things that have been going on for me in my world, traveling, what I've personally been getting up to, all the things. Before we dive in, I have a quick announcement for you guys, which is so exciting. So the doors to Wealth Calibration are officially open once again. This is such an incredible course and it's something that I created this year in 2022. So it's very recent. It has such an updated kind of vibe and feel to it when it comes to my perspectives on money, my journey with money the relationship that we have towards wealth. And really, I mean, this program is called Wealth Calibration, but it's about embodying the success that you seek. So it's really not a money mindset program it's a spiritual experience it's a four-week experiential guide to the embodiment of wealth and this is something that I curated alongside other female experts to really help you feel the power passion and ecstasy of abundance on all levels so this is just so different from anything else you've ever experienced or heard of like which is why I created it because it's this missing puzzle piece on the journey towards manifesting more money and abundance and wealth in your life so this is where we really take the ethereal visions of wealth and success and we find ways to anchor them into our being on a mind body and soul level so if you're someone who's read the money mindset books you've tried the affirmations and mantras but You're really ready for something deeper. It's like you know surface level about the money things, but you're not fully there yet. You feel like it hasn't clicked or you're not really having that experience or that feeling of abundance in your life yet. This is for you. This is something that's going to sweep you off your feet and just allow you to actually Feel the frequency of wealth being downloaded into the fiber of your being. This program is so different. It's so unique. It's so powerful. And it's not a money mindset course. It's just something so far beyond it. You know, this is really where you go when you've decided that you're done with all of the pushing and the forcing and the trying. And you're ready for effortless manifestation. This is the money and success codes that you are likely seeking, but we're going to wrap it in this warm embrace of divine feminine flow. This is the key to unlocking your innate magnetism. And we're going to do this by creating an all-encompassing sensory experience. So the cool thing about this program is that it's themed in these four weeks and each week, you are going to receive a in-depth workshop with me. And then you're also going to receive an embodiment workshop from one of our quantum calibrators, which is what we're calling our guests inside of this program. So you're going to get to experience things like hypno breath work, hypnotherapy, sound healing sex magic. There's a pleasure workshop and it's all centered around this idea of experiencing and feeling the vibration of wealth. So you get four interactive money healing workshops with me. There's also guided meditations and mantra tracks to support you. You're going to have life-changing hypno-breath work with Susie Perry who is just absolutely incredible this breath work, you guys, is more powerful than plant medicine. I swear. It is so psychedelic the experience. It's wild. And then we're going to do a wealth consciousness hypnosis with Nikki Cosmo. There's a pleasure superpower workshop with Sari Rayburn. And then we're doing a vibrations of abundance sound healing with Rachel Staggs, which also is just like so freaking powerful. People had so many things come through for them the last time we did this. And then we'll close it all out with a really beautiful closing circle and live Q&A session with me. And... The amazing thing about this is that if you guys want to upgrade to the money bundle, you can get lifetime access to wealth calibration and cosmic cash, which is my four week course that's really more centered around like your astrological prosperity placements and the deeper roots that have been holding you back from your true earning potential. So that's definitely more of like a money mindset and astrology program. And then you also get the energy of money masterclass, which is a two and a half hour masterclass that really kickstarts your wealth consciousness journey to help you build a really strong foundation for money magnetism. We talk a lot about magnetism in that masterclass. You can get lifetime access to all three of these things, wealth calibration, cosmic cash and the energy of money masterclass just for $1,111. $1,111. It's an incredible deal. Plus, if you guys get it on the early bird, you're going to save $111. Whether you just do wealth calibration by itself for 888 or you want to do the money bundle for 1111, you can still save if you get the early bird. So you just want to use the code calibrate me in all caps, squished together like one word calibrate me. And that will save you $111 off either Wealth Calibration by itself or the money bundle of all three. So I'm so excited to be putting this back out into the world because it is just such an incredible program. I can't wait to see you inside. If you guys have any questions, as always, just shoot me a DM. Um, But I will leave the links in the show notes for you to check out the program and all the details and the incredible facilitators that are guiding you inside. And I hope to see you there. All right, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and uplevel your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. So, we thought we'd kick off this bonus episode by doing a little Q&A so I posted on my Instagram stories and I asked you guys what you wanted to know if there's anything that you were curious about things that you might want support with or questions that you have about my life business guidance things like that so I'm gonna go in to the responses now and I'm gonna pull some out and answer some of your questions so let's see here The first one is, how do you keep the faith that you'll hit your income goals even if you have no idea how? So obviously when we talk about manifestation, there's this concept of surrendering the how, right? Meaning that it's not our job to know exactly how things are going to happen for us or how exactly they're going to fall into place, but rather to just continue to take the action steps that we know will help. And at the same time, hold the faith and stay open for miracles to drop in, right? So if I decide that I want to make, let's say, $50,000 this month in my business, that may be a big goal. And I may not know exactly where all of that money is going to come from, but I am still going to make a general plan for myself. So I am going to sit down and think, okay, well, what am I doing this month? And what am I selling this month? And are there any programs that are launching or are there passive offers that I can talk about or promote? Like, do I have open spots for one-on-one coaching? I'm going to go and do the tangible sit down of how I can actually bring in this money but I'm also gonna be very conscious as to stay open to money and opportunities and other things that are outside my realm of awareness or what I could even conceive of happening to also fall into place for me right so just this idea of like being open to the miracles of things working out better than you expected or in different ways that you weren't even capable of planning for or thinking about because it was so miraculous that it didn't even come from your brain, right? And so I think it's this delicate balance of sitting down, making a tangible plan, making sure that you have action steps in place that are incrementally getting you closer to those income goals, but also being open to money and opportunities and things coming to you in different ways outside of what you had set as your sort of action plan. So if you have no idea how you're going to hit your income goals, I feel like sometimes we say no idea when we don't actually mean no idea. But if you actually had no idea how you were going to make money, the first step that I would say to you is figure out some sort of plan, right? Like We don't want to go in completely blind and just Be like, oh, I'm just completely in full surrender mode of feminine flow and I don't need to do anything and I don't need to think about anything and money's just going to come to me. Like there is this element of having that healthy masculine energy of being able to look at your finances, being able to look at your job, being able to look at your side hustle or your other income streams or your network marketing business or your coaching business or whatever it is and go, hey, what is the plan this month? For making money right what am I doing and what am I selling and how can I incrementally get closer to this income goal so that would be the first step and then like I said just staying open allowing miracles to come through and they may not come through right away but maintaining that relationship and that connection to the universe that that allows us to continuously lean into faith right because faith begins where certainty ends and so where your plan ends if you feel like your plan is only going to get you so far that's where the faith piece then begins so that's what I would say for that question okay let's do another one So someone else asked, how do I ask the universe for something and then, quote unquote, forget it? This seems impossible. And I I just want to mention this one because I feel like we really addressed this same question in the previous one. A lot of people get hung up on this idea of surrendering the how in terms of manifestation, right? Of asking the universe for something and then surrendering it or letting it go or saying, I don't care about it or I'm not going to think about it. Of course it's hard and I think surrender is a practice and something that's really important to remember too is that surrendering is not you completely letting go or giving up on a dream or a goal. It's which is what we think that it is. We think, when we think of letting go, we think of, okay, I'm just going to set it free and never think about it again or never come back to it. And when it comes to manifestation, this idea of letting go or surrendering is not about giving up. It's not about not caring about the thing that you asked for. It's about... Knowing that there's only so much that you can physically do and that because we are part of this larger co-creation process with the universe, that we also have someone or something on our side that gets to help us in that mystical, ethereal, spiritual realm. And so it's not about giving up. It's not about stopping the action steps or never thinking about it again or never caring about it again. It's about doing as much as you can within your power but understanding that you do not have 100% of the power and that it doesn't have to be all up to you. So the whole thing is not riding on you and your action steps and what you do. That piece is important but it's not 100% of the puzzle, right? It's just surrendering and letting go is allowing space for the universe to do what it needs to do and for you to understand that you can't control everything you don't get to control the timeline you don't get to control when it happens or how it happens or all the details of it's happening right? Your job is to do what you can with your physical abilities, take the action steps, make the plan, be connected to yourself, to your rituals, whatever helps you stay in the energy of your manifestation. And then also allow space for things to happen outside of your control, for the universe to be correct, for if it's not happening now, for it to be okay because it means that something better is coming along. Right? If there's a redirection or something that you thought was, you thought it was it, you were so close to actually be at peace with knowing that if it didn't happen, it wasn't the right time or it wasn't the right thing and something better is on its way. That's what letting go and surrender is. It's not giving up, it's not not caring, it's not never thinking about it again. It's just trusting that there is more to this process than what you can physically control in your own two hands. So I love that question, because I think a lot of us get stuck on that, so that's really good. Okay, let's do another one. Um, How to move while working on finances. I know I'll kickstart my life if I can move. So I'm assuming that you mean like moving houses or cities or countries even, but like physically moving, yeah? So how to move while working on finances. I think if you know that changing your environment and moving to a new place will really change things for you energetically, I think it's a mindset shift in terms of making that an important financial decision. Instead of looking at it as, oh, I have these financial goals over here, and moving is not going to be really this great idea right now where it can't be a part of it because it's going to require me to spend more money outside of these other you know financial goals that I have but actually looking at them as like one in the same in in that one feeds into the other right because I think this is so true your environment is so important and it really impacts your energy your magnetism your motivation your inspiration your connections your opportunities. So if you're feeling the pull, if you're feeling the call, if you have this intuitive knowing that you need to move, you need to get into a new space. Perhaps that is part of the financial goal. Perhaps that is an intuitive nudge that's saying, hey, you need to get out of this place. You need to go somewhere new. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to change cities. You need to change houses. You need to be in a fresh new apartment with fresh energy. And that is going to be a domino effect, which then creates more financial opportunity for you. And so instead of looking at the move as something that is going to be a burden or a detriment on the financial goals that you have for yourself actually looking at it as something that serves those financial goals it is part of that plan it is part of the thing that's going to actually get you there faster environment is so so important so I definitely wouldn't overlook that and instead of keeping those two things kind of separate in your head I would just unite them and go oh This is, this move is of service to my financial goals. Okay, the next one says, money mindset with a partner with whom you have joint bank accounts. So this is an interesting one. I personally don't have joint bank accounts with my partner. Not that I'm against it in any way, but it's an experience that I don't have. Um, we do share a lot of money in other ways, but we don't necessarily have joint bank accounts. But I think a conversation is definitely required before or if you've already you know, joined your finances after kind of pooling everything together. If you are with someone that has a much different money mindset than you or maybe you've been doing a lot of work on yourself, you've read a lot of books, maybe you've taken some courses or programs or worked with a coach in some capacity and you've really, really improved your mindset to be in a space of abundance and safety with money and allowing yourself to spend and treat yourself and know what the boundaries are but also not feel scarcity every single time you spend money but you're with someone who is you know still very much in their programmed state of whatever their childhood or their parents informed for them around money i think it might be it might be a good idea to have even just like one of your own accounts for your like fun money or the things that you want to spend on yourself so that you can exercise your abundance mindset with that portion of your money without kind of triggering your partner into a (laughs) like a trauma response every time that you spend from your joint bank accounts. Um, But I definitely think like an open and honest conversation about your values when it comes to money, because again, everybody is willing to spend money, but we're willing to spend on the things that we value. And so this conversation that you have with your partner is also not just going to be about your differing views on money, but it's also going to be about your differing values. And maybe it's it's just having a conversation about, look, these are the things that are really important to you. So it feels obvious or easy or fine to spend money on it and these are the things that are really important to me like these are my top priorities and my top values and maybe one of them for you is freedom and certain things that give you freedom are unconventional like you know being able to go out and get a five dollar coffee sometimes or being able to just run into Target and buy whatever you need and, and not really worry about it because you know that you can afford it. Even if, because this is the interesting thing, a lot of times it's not that we can't afford things. And that's a totally different conversation if it is. But just to point this out, because sometimes there's this dynamic in the relationship of you guys can fully afford the things, but your partner just doesn't want you spending the money on those things because they're not things that they personally value. Or they wouldn't feel comfortable with themselves spending that much money on clothes or whatever it is because they have this scarcity around money or this guilt around spending that you've done the inner work to be able to work through and heal. So the conversation has so many different parts to it. It's not just about, hey, we have different money mindsets, but it's also about we also value different things and how can we find a middle ground on that and what solutions can we create so that it's okay for you to spend on the things that you care about and it's also okay for me to spend on the things that I care about. And this is a delicate conversation, of course, because I think the worst way to approach this would to be like, would be to be like um you know I've been doing all this work I've read all these books like I've invested in myself I'm taking these courses I've studied I've done this that I've done the work and so I'm the the healed person when it comes to money. I've solved the problem when it comes to money and you need to do this work on yourself and you need to figure out why you're so scarce and you need to stop trying to control all the money that I spend because you have childhood trauma and you have all the problems, right? I think that would be like the worst way to approach this because it's never going to be well received. And so it's such a delicate balance of... Having an open and honest conversation, but being very careful not to approach it from a place of superiority or placing blame on the other person for wherever they are at in their mindset or in their finances or in their own personal growth journey. So because the way that we get other people on board to change and grow with us is not by you know, telling them that they need to read the books or hire the coaches or take the courses, but it's really just by being the example. And so I think the conversation can be more about how you have really shifted in some ways, maybe asking your partner, like, what their experience with money is like, what their experience with spending money is like. Do they feel guilty? Do they feel scared? And kind of unpacking that a little bit with them and then just sharing, like, what you've been able to grow into in terms of your newfound safety with money or allow, learning how to allow yourself to buy things for you and not feel guilty about it and just sharing it from like an inspirational point of view rather than a, you should do this work and, and you should fix it because it's becoming hard for our relationship. Um, yeah, so I think being careful of not going into the conversation with like a superiority complex is really important and just talking not only about the money but also about the values is really really important as well and then just again always being the example of this work of these teachings of what's possible and allowing them to naturally over time become curious about what would it be like to not feel guilty around money or to not feel weird talking about money or to not feel bad spending money or to not feel gross asking for money? Um, And yeah, I think that's what I would do. Obviously, there's so much more nuance to this, depending on everybody who's listening to this and even the person who asked this question. This could totally be like not the situation at all. So there's a lot of nuance. um, But with what was given to me in that question, I think that's, you know, the the main gist of what comes to mind of what I would do. And I think getting creative with your solutions, you know, and if you do want to have your own separate account, That just has like your extra spending money in it so that you can feel free and safe um, to treat yourself when you want to and know that it's not going to trigger your partner or bring up arguments over and over again until they're in a space where they feel a little bit safer with money within themselves, within their own bodies. Uh, Maybe that's like a solution, but also maybe there's a different solution, right? And just, Being willing to get creative. I think sometimes we think everything is black and white. We either share all of our money or we don't. And while one of those two options may work for some people, there also may be like a gray area or a middle ground, a creative solution that works better for you in your partnership or in your marriage, whatever it is. So just being open to there being more answers than just either we share everything or we don't. And also being careful about what you make that mean. You know, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. It's like, why do people share money? I think it really comes from the belief of, well, what's mine is yours because we've agreed to be in this partnership together. And we could create meanings around what it might mean about our relationship if we were to separate some of the finances or for me to have my own little thing over here and you to have your own little one over there. We could create stories about how that means that we don't trust each other or that I think that I'm above you or that you have worse spending habits or better spending habits than I do and just being really aware of those stories that could get created when developing these unique solutions for your partnership and being willing to talk about that you know. So What are we making this mean? And is this making you feel any type of way? And if it is, like, let's talk about it. And does it actually mean that? And is that actually true? Or is this just something that's really going to help us be better in partnership together with where we are both at right now? Someone else said, how are you doing? Are you enjoying Florida? Which I love. Thank you for asking that. Um, I'm doing really well. And yes, I am enjoying Florida. I... I'm so confused that it's still so hot. Like, I think this is like common knowledge. Like, I should have known it's going to be hot all the time in Florida, but I really felt like by November, there would be like a slight drop in temperature. You know, like if summer is high 80s, I thought maybe we would go into the 70s, but no, it's just steadfast hot as fuck all the time (laughs) which I think it is eventually going to drop. Um, I mean that's what people have said so I'm just kind of like waiting for that moment but I do love that it's warm all the time and that it's sunny all the time and that there's just blue skies and palm trees like it's very much my vibe and just really suits my energy and obviously being so close to the beach is just incredible and still being able to go to the beach and walk on the beach in a crop top or a tank top or even a bathing suit right now in November. Like, That's crazy. It's just an experience I've never had. Obviously, being from Buffalo, which is like so much snow, so cold, so gray, (laughs) so depressing. Like everybody has seasonal depressive disorder or whatever it's called in Buffalo. Um, It's such a different experience and it's really a breath of fresh air. And it's kind of what I always wanted. Um, Like growing up, I always knew that I wanted to get out of my small town. No hate to Buffalo. I love Buffalo. I, I love the people and the memories and everything about where i grew up. I grew up in a really beautiful neighborhood like went to an awesome school. It was all it was all good. But there was just something in my Sagittarius soul that knew as soon as i can leave this place. I'm going to leave. And you know, i've obviously done my fair share tra- my fair share of traveling and moving around, but Florida feels Really good for me right now. And even just, you know, when we went to Austin this past weekend, Austin is obviously a huge, like, booming city. Tons of people are moving there. It's one of the most, like, popular, trendy places to move and live now in the States. And it was very cute and it was very fun. But I also was like, I love that we chose Fort Lauderdale. It just feels so me. It's so my vibe. And I'm really happy that I get to go back to that after this trip so that was a really good feeling being excited about going back to this new place that I'm calling home so yeah it feels really good here so as always with these bonus episodes I have some life updates for you guys I can't believe that it's already November like I'm just shook to my core that 2022 is really like coming to a close. it has been such a wild and crazy year and I'm definitely going to do like some lessons or like a recap of some kind of this year on the podcast for you guys. If you have any ideas or anything that you'd like for me to share um, just in terms of like something that has to do with the year in review, let me know. Send me a DM because this year has been one of the biggest, wildest, craziest most full of change and upheaval and manifestation and magic and stress and frustration and all of the things combined year for me so there's definitely so many lessons and things to just like look back on so if there's any anything that would interest you guys to hear about this year in review let me know send me a dm or maybe just even like a fun way to do the episode. Um, maybe if you guys want to ask questions about this year and I can answer them, that might be fun if we did like a Q&A of 2022 and review. So yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. But if you have ideas, send me a DM for sure. But Looking back, I wanted to wait a little bit to share this bonus episode with you guys because last weekend was the final weekend of October and I was in Austin. I was on a little trip in Austin and I just wanted to wait. I wanted to wait until I got back so that I could recap that trip for you guys and give a full, you know, October review and life update. So it's now November, which is crazy, but we're doing the the review of the month of October life updates things that have happened so I started getting laser hair removal again which I really truly forgot how much that hurts um yeah I started getting laser hair removal in Madrid because it's like crazy affordable there and Jaime had been telling me for the longest time to just do it because of how affordable it was. And I really wanted to get my armpits done because I just hate having to shave them all the time. So, and I'm like, I'm a fan of having bare underarms to each his own, but yeah. So I decided to do armpits and bikini and Oh my god, I forgot how much that hurts. I started it in Madrid because it was so much cheaper there and I only got like two sessions done and then our whole lives got flipped upside down and we found out that we could move to the States and we packed up our stuff and we were gone within 30 days. So (laughs) that kind of ended there. And then obviously for the first seven months of this year, I was kind of in this like interim like transitory place, like living with my parents and... Um, I didn't end up like finding a laser place anywhere nearby there to continue my sessions and then we moved again and so I just finally started getting back into it and going again and yeah I mean if you've never done it it definitely does hurt but it's like not that long. So you can kind of just breathe through it. I'm like, this woman probably thinks I'm so crazy. I'm laying there with my like legs spread on the table (laughs) with one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly as if I'm like in a breathwork session or like a meditation of some kind. And I'm just deep belly breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth. I'm like positive self talking myself. That's what I do with anything that involves like pain or discomfort of any kind I just really really channel the breath and positive self-talk and prayer and then it's over before you know it so anyway I started laser hair removal so that's a personal maybe TMI life update Um, I also did a liver cleanse which I'm going to bring Arabella on the podcast soon, who's the naturopath that I did this liver cleanse with. But I shared little snippets of it here and there on Instagram stories, and a lot of you guys were asking questions and were just really curious about it. And it was a very interesting experience. So the reason that I decided to do this cleanse was because I've been working with a nutritionist for a year now, and we've been focusing on... Uh, gut health, stress levels, skin, acne, all the things that kind of are symptoms of leaky gut and just like my lifestyle as kind of being a high strong high stress person running a business and We've addressed some ways to support my liver through food and supplements and things like that, but I just became really aware of the importance of supporting the liver through that process in the past year with my nutritionist. And so when this liver cleanse came along with Arabella, I was like, oh, I really want to do that. I think it would just be so good for my body to do a cleanse of the liver. And some people were asking me, like, what's the reason? Why do you need to cleanse the liver? And that's what I'm going to bring her on the podcast for because I am not qualified nor knowledgeable enough to, like, speak to that in a super intelligent and digestible way. But what I do know is that the liver can become really overburdened because of the toxic load that we face just nowadays in the world. Everything from, you know, our clothes to our products, to our makeup, to perfumes, to deodorants, to pesticides on food, to like literally everything. I mean, we're just like living in this sort of like cloud of toxins on a daily basis. And the body does do a really good job at detoxifying. But sometimes because there's such a high load nowadays in our society, the liver can become overburdened and it can become sluggish. And if you have a sluggish liver, um, that's like one of the main things that can contribute to skin issues or acne. And so it just like really interested me to do a cleanse of the liver. And so it was a a seven day cleanse, but there's like a pre-cleanse period where you you know, clean up your diet a lot and you eliminate things like gluten and dairy and eggs and corn and nightshade vegetables and processed flours and any like kind of sugar um, and just kind of like really preparing the body for the cleanse. And then during the cleanse, there's like a list of certain Foods that you can eat and then there's a, you know, a kind of basic list of this, this is what we want to stay away from. There's some suggested recipes and then there are certain like tonics and drinks and things and, and herbs that you have to make and have in the morning. It's like making three drinks in the morning. So <laughs> it was interesting because I I had to spend like 45 minutes to an hour making my morning drinks and that is like such a a time commitment. But it was kind of like just turning it into a ritual. And the drinks didn't really taste that bad to be honest. Like that was um, an easy part of it. Um, There was one that was like the miracle cleansing drink and it had apple juice in it and also a clove of garlic and like a big chunk of ginger and one lemon and one lime and I think two tablespoons of olive oil and it sounds like it would be nasty, but it was actually so good. You like blend it all up in a little um, blender and it kind of gets like a little frothy. I don't know. It was actually so good. So anyway, overall the experience was really good. I am used to, you know, eliminating most of that stuff from my diet as much as I can anyways. I'm not like super strict with it, Um, but so it wasn't like a huge challenge for me to cut out caffeine and things like that because I don't, I don't even drink caffeine. Um, So that was kind of just like the overall experience. But when you get to the end of the cleanse, the final day is optional, but you can choose to do the gallstone flush. And that's like a very specific process protocol. You have to drink a bunch of Epsom salts. You have to chug a bunch of like olive oil and grapefruit juice before you go to bed and it's all designed to really open up the bile duct so that any gallstones that are in the gallbladder can first of all become softened you do a lot of work throughout the week to make sure that they're softened and then they can pass through that bile duct and start to go through your digestive tract so that you can pass them out in your stool. So the coolest part of this experience was the fact that I was able to pass, like, at least 50 gallstones. And this was something that I just didn't realize that we, you know, you hear about gallstones and it's like, if someone has gallstones and they have to have, like, a procedure to get them moved, it's like this big, like, emergency, like, painful thing But I didn't realize that most of us actually just have a bunch of these gallstones sitting in our gallbladder. And unless they get stuck, like you're fine. But if you do have a lot of stones, it could contribute to the sluggishness of of your liver and how well your body is able to detoxify so it was really cool I was gonna share the picture on my Instagram stories but I thought you know maybe this is TMI maybe people don't want to see my gallstones I mean I obviously you you fish them out of the toilet they float and then you kind of like clean them up and put them on a paper towel so it's not like (laughs) I would be sharing a picture of my shit but I was just like I don't know if people are ready for this Uh, but I did pass like At least 50, if not more, because I only collected um, from the first stool sample, if you will. But they did continue to come out for the rest of the day after that flush. And I'm not going to lie, like that part of it was pretty intense. Like that was a very, it was, it was a lot. Um, Up until that point, I felt like the cleanse was overall just pretty easy. But the flush was challenging because I basically like went 22 hours without eating anything. So it was like a 22-hour fast just at the end of it. Um, And after I chugged like the olive oil and the grapefruit juice before going to sleep, you like drink it really quickly and then you immediately lay down and you try to just be still and go to sleep. And that's part of this process of facilitating the gallstone flush. But that makes you so nauseous like I woke up at three in the morning and I was like certain that I was gonna have to puke and I was just trying to like you know control my thoughts return to positive mindset breathe get myself to go back to sleep Um, and I did push through it and it was fine but then I woke up in the morning and I was totally blocked and I like hadn't had a a bowel movement and you were supposed to based on all the Epsom salt that you were drinking the night prior, like a lot of people are up all night going to the toilet and that's kind of like how they get all of these gallstones out. And so I was really concerned that I hadn't even had the desire to go to the bathroom at all. So I ended up having to do a water enema, which was my first, I've never done an enema before. So it was the first enema that I ever did. I was (laughs) at... 22 hours of not eating so I was very irritable um it was probably I don't remember, it was a couple days before my period so maybe some like PMS symptoms were starting to come into play as well but I just like woke up that morning and I was like hi mate you have to go to the pharmacy you have to get me this enema like I I like I've done so much work like this has to happen I have to pass these gallstones and then I just like he when he came home and he actually gave me the enema and he was like it's gonna be okay like we're gonna figure it out I just started like bawling my eyes out out of frustration and there was a huge emotional release that happened with the experience as well like it wasn't just this like physical release of the gallstones but there was a there was a very big emotional release which is totally connected and After I did the enema and I finally like emptied myself out, I just like sat there and cried and cried and cried and it was almost like because I'd physically emptied myself, my emotions were now able to catch up and I was emotionally emptying myself as well. And it did feel, it did feel really, really cleansing and it was just so satisfying to actually see all of the gallstones like coming out and to just feel like, It was a success and that I helped my body in some way and that it worked. You know, I think that's all. it's hard when you're working on your health. There's so many elements of it that we don't get to see the proof of is this actually working. Um, So that was a really cool thing about it. So anyway, I'm going to bring Arabella on the podcast and we're going to talk all so much more about, you know, um, like her journey as a naturopath and what she's passionate about and um, toxins and how to cleanse and you know just so many things that I know are going to be interesting to you guys that she can speak more to in like a detailed and um, digestible way so look out for that episode we're recording soon but I did that liver cleanse so thought I would just update you guys on that because that was whoo that was a journey that was a journey for sure Uh, We also had Stormy's birthday. So Stormy turned five years old and we always like to just do cute little stuff for him when it's his birthday. So he gets a special birthday meal every year. We do something different. I've like made dog cakes for him before. He had like a McDonald's burger one year. Um, And this year Jaime really wanted to do spaghetti and meatballs for him for Lady and the Tramp vibes so he had a plate of spaghetti and meatballs with a with a um, number five candle stuck in it and it was just so cute if you saw that picture on my Instagram and so for his birthday we took him to the beach twice so we had like a big beach day we gave him two brand new toys and just played and ran around free on the beach and he was in the ocean and it was just the best day so, so freaking cute. Our Scorpio King, Mr. Storm Wolf Boy. <laughs> so that's my dog. If you didn't catch on to that and you're like not in the loop of who that is. <laughs> Storm is my dog, not my child, but also kind of, yes, he's my child. Um, What else do I have for updates for you guys? Oh, Austin, obviously. So this past weekend, I was in Austin. I've never been before, so I was excited to go and have like a little weekend getaway. Jaime and I just went, uh, one of my friends here in Fort Lauderdale stayed at our place and watched Stormy and so that Jaime and I could go and have a cute little trip together. So I actually went, the purpose of the trip was to record a podcast for Melwell's Show uh, Love, Sex, and Magic. So she lives out in Austin now and she has like an in person podcast studio. So I thought it would be fun for us to record it in person. So we went for mostly for that, but I just decided to make like a weekend out of it. I'm like, I'm always down to do like a spontaneous trip, go somewhere, have a good time. Make a thing out of it. So that's what we did. We went. We spent the whole weekend. Um, Jaime planned a really cute itinerary for us, which was super nice because I'm, I'm just like the person that's pretty busy in my work life and I do not have the time or the patience to be like looking for restaurants or recommendations and making reservations and all of that. So he planned the itinerary, which was awesome. We had some really, really good meals we got brunch twice with which just like gave me life like if you know me breakfast is one of my favorite meals to have out I don't know if anybody else feels that way but like it's so I think it's like underrated like we always think about going out for dinner but I love going out for breakfast and for like brunch vibes like that's my ultimate favorite so got to go to brunch twice We went out one night and we had some drinks together and we just got a little tipsy. We rode a lime scooter (laughs) through the city. We were running late to our dinner reservation after all of our drinking. So we jumped on this lime scooter together and it was just so fun. It felt like, took me back to like when we were 21 in Madrid, just like drinking wine in the streets and running through the city and doing, you know, silly things like being in love. Like, I think it's really important for you to create experiences with your partner that like remind you of what it felt like when you were starting. And that was like, yeah, that was just like a cute moment that like brought me back to that place. And I noticed too, like taking a trip alone with him because we haven't traveled together in that long. Um, because this year, I mean, this year I've traveled so much in the first like eight months of the year. I think I had like eight trips. I was just always going, going, going. Um, we earlier in the year, we traveled quite a a few times down to Florida when we were house hunting and everything, but we haven't traveled together in the past couple of months. And for us, like traveling is just a way for us to reconnect with each other. It's like, I don't know, you just have like better conversations when you're so focused on each other and there's no distractions and you're like walking around a city, like spending the day together, just getting out of your normal routine with your partner and going somewhere and exploring and having good conversations over meals and things like that. That just like helps facilitate so much reconnection. So I know it's not always possible for everybody, but if you've been wanting to take a little trip, even if it's just a weekend or somewhere that you can drive to, or even just like renting like an Airbnb for a night or two, even in the city or near where you already live, like there's something so powerful about changing your environment with your partner and just like creating more intentionality and presence so that you can actually be with each other and have those really good conversations and just time and space to reconnect so it was a really fun weekend we went sightseeing we ate a lot of good food Uh, the weather was beautiful it was way colder than I expected I you know because I was coming from Miami and I thought it was going to be warm. I'm like, Texas is warm, right? I checked the weather. Yes, it was supposed to be hot. Then suddenly overnight just changes. It was, I had to go to a store, buy a sweater, but you know, we figured it out. We figured it out and it was fine. And it was beautiful weather. It was a little bit chillier, but it was still like sunny and blue skies every day. The hotel that we stayed in was really cute. They had this awesome like little rooftop bar area that was super like trendy and fun and played music and yeah overall was just like a really really good vibe and we really needed that so I think last life update for you guys is that when you are listening to this episode if you're listening to it in real time I will be at Tony Robbins so I'm going to UPW Unleash the Power Within Um, this is the only live UPW that Tony's hosting this year and it just happens to be in West Palm in Florida that's like an hour from my house so I'm going with a couple of my coach friends and I'm really excited I think I talked about this on the podcast before but if you guys haven't seen the Tony Robbins documentary I am not your guru you can watch it on Netflix and that'll kind of give you a vibe of what the events are like if you're if you've ever been like curious about them I'm really excited to experience it for myself in person I know a lot of people do them virtually for me I'm just like this is the type of event that I would only do it in person I just like have to be in that room to experience that power and yeah I'm hoping I'll feel something I'm hoping, you know, it's a good experience. I hope some, there's some inspiration, there's some insight, there's some motivation, there's some clarity, there's some downloads, um, whatever needs to come through for me in that room. I'm sure that it will. I'm trusting that. And I'm excited to share with you guys what happens and what my experience is like and give you like a whole update, honest review, rundown, any reflections, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So as I'm recording this, tomorrow morning, my friend that is on the podcast a lot with us, Sam Altieri, is coming to my house tomorrow and I'm so excited. She's going to stay in my guest room. We're going to hang out. We're going to Tony Robbins together. It's going to be so much fun. So yeah, I'm really just like enjoying the fact that I'm starting to have some more like, now that I feel like I'm settled here in my new home in Florida and I can kind of like take a breath, that I'm starting to have like get, getting back into like real life experiences of like, oh, let's like get up and travel. Let's go somewhere. I want to go to this event. Like, having friends come visit. My parents are coming later at the end of the month for Thanksgiving. Then my assistant Lori is coming all the way from Australia, which is going to be fun. But up until now, it's just kind of felt like pretty chaotic of like trying to get settled in this new place and getting all the furniture and just like really anchoring into this new version of reality. So it feels like I've arrived and now I kind of get to live from this place instead of just adjusting to it. So that feels really, really good. Um, so yeah, I think that's it, you guys, for this bonus episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you so much. I appreciate all of your listens and shares. Um, it's so incredible to see you guys reviewing the podcast and sharing it every single week. It means so, so much to me. Uh, one last final reminder that Wealth Calibration is now open. This is just such an incredible four-week deep spiritual experience to guide you to the embodiment of wealth. So if you feel the call, if you want to come and join me for a last sort of juicy, deep embodiment experience before the end of the year, this is probably... No, this this is the last thing that I'm doing before the end of the year. So if you've been craving something, if this feels aligned for you definitely check out the link in the show notes below there's also a link in my bio on Instagram at underscore samantha daily feel free to message me with any questions that you guys have about the program and i can't wait We kick off on November 14th for a deep dive, really juicy, live welcome ceremony that is so much more than just welcoming you to the program. We are going to actually start the work live together on this call on the 14th and you're going to leave feeling so lit up, so excited, so inspired, so ready to embark on this journey. So Make sure that you join us before doors close on November 13th. And I hope to see you guys there.